Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be having back best-selling author and physician-turned-shamanic healer, Sarah Bamford Seidelman. And the two of them will be chatting about her newest book, The Book of Beasties, your A to Z guide to illuminating wisdom of spirit animals. So tune in and learn how to receive messages from your beasties and hear Sarah share some of her favorite beastie stories. And I'm pretty sure Sunny will add a few in herself as well. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. And we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And I invite you to connect with me via Facebook. And you can always find me there by my name. Um, But I also have a uh, page for the show, which is Sunny in Seattle Radio. Uh, And if you follow that page, then you will be notified of all the upcoming guests we have. So you'll know who's going to be on the show on any given week. Um, So my website for coaching and my business and all that good stuff, if you want to find out more about me and connect with me, is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And don't forget that my book is still available for free if you go to the little website I have set up for it. So the book is Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. And it's really for anybody who is struggling in their marriage or even relationship. Um, So it shares my story, um, but it also shares the process that I went through um, to heal, to get to an amazing place with my um, awesome ex-husband who has since passed. Um, But we had a good three or four years. And so all of the tools that I outline in that book um, are actually really good to use while you're still in a relationship and they can really heal things. I've had some clients who came in thinking they wanted a divorce and were ready to talk to an attorney. And within about four weeks of applying some of those practices um, are in a much better place and may not end up wanting to leave anymore. So in any event, you can access that free book at unhitchedbook.com. That's unhitchedbook.com. And uh, let me know what you think. So let's see. What else? Benny, how have you been? I feel, I don't know why it feels like it's been a long time since I'm I've seen you. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for checking in with me. Uh, <laughs> things are good. Well, yeah. you've had a couple of pre-records. So I think so. so. yeah, so, we've missed you so much no matter what. <laughs> oh, God, so. Thanks, Benny. And you've got a vacation coming up, I do. Up, uh, right? Next week, so it'll be uh, a few days off. So yeah, I'm going to time to recharge those batteries. <laughs> yes. Do you, are you able to share where you're going? Uh, yeah, Shasta area. So oh, actually, our nice. other producer, Eric, that usually precedes me uh, or follows me after... Yeah. Um, uh, on my shift here, he's down in Reading right now, so he's on his way back. And it's funny because we're almost going to the same area. Yeah, and we didn't even really plan that; it just right. happened. Well, I'm cool. following him, really. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> glad that both of you aren't gone at the exact same time. I think that it would be a disaster. Yeah, we kind of had to work around that one too. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Well, we will be wishing you. Well, so you won't be here next week. Okay. Yeah. So we will think of you next week. Aw, big heart. Missed me. You'll miss me. Awesome. Yeah, some much-needed time off for Benny, who is here, it seems like, 365 days a Practically year. Practically, yeah. so good. I like it, though. I told you that. I know I you do. It. I know you do. Yeah. Just, I, I want to encourage you to go recharge your batteries. Aw. See, I need to have you around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadly, it's only once a week. 
Okay, so any event, um, we are so excited to welcome today a return guest to Sunny in Seattle. I don't have a ton of them, but when they come back, there's a reason, because they're awesome. And so this guest, Sarah Bamford Seidelman, has been on, I think this will be your third time? I think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Sarah, I'll just give you a little background on her, and then we'll dive in. Um, she has a wonderful, awesome new book um, put out by Sounds True. The book is The Book of Beasties, Your A to Z Guide to the Illuminating Wisdom of Spirit Animals. Um, and this is work Sarah has been doing for quite some time now. And this book is just a beautiful evolution of her work. Um, so we'll be um, covering all the fun stuff in there in just a moment. But so Sarah, before she wrote this amazing book, um, she was a fourth generation physician living in a nature-starved, hectic lifestyle until a walrus entered her life and changed everything. She has trained at Michael Harner's Foundation for Shamanic Studies. She's also a master coach trained at the Martha Beck Institute. Um, she's the author of the memoir, Swimming with Elephants, My Unexpected Pilgrimage from Physician to Healer. Um, and actually, that was one of the reasons she was on the show. We talked about that book. It's an awesome memoir that I highly encourage you to check out, Swimming with Elephants. Um, she's also the author of Born to Freak, A Salty Primer for Irrepressible Humans, um, another good one. Sarah deeply enjoys shenanigans and has led sold-out retreats combining surfing and shamanism in Hawaii and sacred pachydermal pilgrimage to Thailand. She loves to help others find their own feel-good so they can live courageously and enthusiastically. She currently lives in northern Minnesota, so she's here in the studio with us all the way from the Midwest. Um, and for more information, you can find her online at followyourfeelgood, followyourfeelgood.com. Um, so, Sarah, welcome back. Thank you, Sunny. It's a delight to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's such a treat. I don't rarely, it's, it's very rare that we get guests in studio, so it's always just the energy is just so much more fun when you have somebody sitting across the table from you. <laughs> so um, I want to let you guys know at the outset, we haven't taken callers in a while. Um, and sometimes that's dependent on the guest or the material we're covering or whatnot. But today is one of those fun days that we want to open the lines. And if you guys want to call in, since we're talking about spirit animals um, in this book of beasties, we want to hear if you have a, any beastie stories you want to share or if you have a, an encounter with a beastie that um, you're trying to figure out, Sarah is an awesome resource, as is this book. Um, so, Sarah, actually, why don't you just, we'll dive in. Number one, you know, what are beasties? And then tell us how this book is set up so people kind of know what to expect. Yeah, so beastie is just kind of a fun and playful, whimsical term that I coined when started trying to talk about these things. And because it covers everything from a ladybug all the way up to you know, an elephant, a giraffe, and also more mythical beings like unicorns, or we were just talking about yes. Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know? Yeah. So in this work, um, you know, your imagination, you can let it run wild because we say that, you know, the imagination is not something false. Like in our society, maybe we've been taught as kids that imagination is somehow fake or not real. Imagination is really a powerful tool. So Beasties covers all those um, creatures and whether they come to you, you know, on the trail, they come to you in your night dreams, maybe they, a beastie, a porcupine shows up on your coffee mug that somebody <laughs> hands you this morning at work. You know, it doesn't really matter. But to be aware that these these beasties that are coming to us may have powerful messages to help us out on our path and maybe act as 
I was just rereading um, Paolo Coelho's book, The Alchemist, and how important omens are or these these moments in time where we see something and we understand that it's it's guiding us, you know, and I think yeah. that's what the beasties can do for us. Yes. And I'm going to jump in because I ask you a two part question. And before that, I realized before we dive into the second part, I told you guys the lines were open and I failed to give you a phone number to call <laughs> in. So well. you, you can see how long it's been since we've done call ins. Oh, and also. Um, not We're not giving it away right now, but in the second half of our show, we will be giving away one copy of this book. And you guys, it's so beautiful. And it's this huge, you can use it as an oracle because it's got the animal descriptions. Actually, I should let Sarah tell you what the book is, how it is, how it is uh, presented to you. But let's just say you're going to want a copy of this by the second half of the show. Okay, so um, we're not giving the book away yet, but we will take your calls if you want to talk about the beasties. Um, the number is 888-298-298. Five five six nine. That's eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. So okay. So now, Sarah, tell us about the book. So yes. So the the beginning of the book, there's sort of a how to guide. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to learn how to get my own messages from the beasties, then there's definitely that. Um, and then the back of the book, which is the vast part of the book, is sort of like this giant, big, thick encyclopedia. It's almost phone book sized, you know. And in the back, there are two page spreads on each beastie, and there are over 140. So if you can think of this beastie, it's likely <laughs> in the book. And there's, there's sort of a, a general description of how, you know, what it might be trying to tell you if you're running into, say, skunk this week. Um, you know, what that message, that beastie may be trying to tell you. And then also we give like a chakra. Um, if this is showing up and you're having an issue with your relationship, if you're having an issue with work, if you're having an issue with your health, um, you're you're looking for love and your the skunk is showing up. You know what it might be trying to tell you to show you how to find that love you're seeking. Yeah. So lots of specific ways how to play with this. Yeah, and I got such a kick out of this. Um, so Sarah is actually, as I mentioned, she's here in Seattle, and there's a reason other than just coming to do the show. She's actually doing events at East West. So she did a little book talk and signing last night around the book, um, and she will also be at East West tomorrow. Um, that will be August the 18th from 2 to 4 during, during a workshop, um, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show. But in your talk last night, Sarah, I got such a kick out of this because I'll just say um, that there are a lot of guides out there for spirit animals um, and connecting with those. And I've used those before. And there's some really good resources. I know maybe some of them have influenced your work. However, the way that you cover this and the meanings that you have given, um, that, that what I understood you to say was that you sat down and kind of opened it up in Journey and uh, invited the animals who wanted to be in this book or the beasties who wanted to be in this book to show up. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about how you how you did that? Yes. Um, I was a little, you know, when you're asked to write a book like this, it's like um, some of, I'm so grateful for some of these beautiful teachings and the medicine of the animals that you wonder, can I do this? You know, and so I like I do with everything now, I just opened up a ceremony and just invited all the spirits of all the beasties who wanted to be part of this book to come and join me and to guide my writing every day. And so as I wrote it every morning, you know, I lit my candle and was like, I'm ready for you to come, beasties. <laughs> and and they came. I mean, it, you know, you just it was just beautiful. So each one has its own unique um, story. And, you know, these are the messages that the beasties shared with me. And I always I make a big point in the book in saying that, you know, this is what Owl showed to me is a powerful message. But whatever Owl has showed to you, you know, that's that's really special. So 
the most important is, you know, what resonates with you? What message are you receiving? So when you're reading through the book or reading through any guide like this, you know, I always just encourage people to just follow their own heart and what resonates with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I see we already have <clears throat> a, a caller, Patricia. Patricia, hang tight for just a second because I want Sarah to just talk for a moment about, um, you know, we're diving right into the content in the book, but, you know, who are you, Sarah? So you were a physician turned shamanic practitioner. Can you just tell us a little bit about that, how you actually came to do this work? And then, Patricia, we're going to take your call. I see we've got a question about coyotes and feathers. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Um, yes, I was a physician, and just after about 20 years in practice, started feeling really disconnected. And my disease, I was, most my disease, my, my job <laughs> was a disease hunter, so I was a pathologist. And I started getting curious about not what makes us ill, but what makes us well, what makes us well. And... I ended up, it took a little while, but I eventually took a sabbatical. And on that sabbatical, I started wanting to, I was wanting to explore what does make us well. And that's when I stumbled into this idea, this ancient idea that the animals that, you know, cross our paths and enter our dreams are here to help us and here to, we might say they're here to share the love and compassion of the universe with us. They're here to empower us to do what we came here to do whether it be through encouraging messages or maybe it's a, a very special, you know, relationship that you have with one spirit animal, you know, which I kind of talk about as a core beastie or a lifetime beastie. And we can dive more into that yes, later. But yes, yes. when I connected with these messages, it helped me to go from feeling utterly confused to feeling inspired and safe to step into a completely different vocation. And so... Yeah. Yeah. And that journey is actually chronicled in her memoir, Swimming with Elephants, which I mentioned earlier. And we'll touch upon some of the animals that actually you have a relationship. There's an elephant named Alice and there's a bear and some others that will that we will share. Um, But let me just make sure. uh, Yes. Oh, Benny is signaling. Give me just a second. So um, we're just going to chat for just a second longer here and let Benny get back in the studio um, and then we're going to take um, our caller, Patricia, or actually, Benny. We can do it right now. Sorry. We can do it right now. Okay. Benny says we can do it right now. Right no, on. sorry, Benny. I didn't mean to catch you off guard. Okay. So we have Patricia. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi. How can we help you? What question do you have for Sarah? A couple things. One, I was walking in the woods. I, I live on Whidbey, and I was walking in the woods uh, on a wonderful trail, and um I heard a twig snap, and it was very quiet, (laughs) and looked, and there was a coyote Mm. um, maybe half a football field away, maybe, maybe not even that far. And um, we just looked at each other. We just, it was amazing. Mm. (laughs) And it kind of turned to start walking away, and then it turned back and looked at me longer, it was like it was trying to say something. We we made this incredible eye contact. Beautiful. And so I'm just wondering what what your interpretation of that would be. And part of my question is this thing with feathers, feathers in front of me, right in my path over and over and over again. And mostly black and white feathers, mm. um, one I think it's an owl feather uh, that was brown striped, but mostly black and white feathers. And I've got this amazing collection, and it's only been in the past two months at the maximum that there are feathers everywhere I look. Wow. 
Well, it sounds like, Patricia, you are tuned in and paying attention because I feel like um, just being able to perceive that twig snapping and being so aware that this beautiful coyote was, you know, a half a football field away. I mean, a lot of people might miss that. But so I think that's part of the just beautiful that you were paying attention. Um, And I think that this would be a good one for you to just ask yourself and anybody who's listening who's encountered a BC recently, you can apply this too, is just to ask yourself, you know, what has been, when you saw that coyote, what's been going on with you? Like, what is the struggle in your life? Um, And then to ask, you know, if this is a kind universe, what might that coyote be saying to you? Um, I think sometimes it can just also be that they see you, (laughs) you know, that coyote saw you and uh, validated your existence as a human, as you were maybe validating his or her existence right back, if that makes sense. Um, I love that. That's, that's, yes, that would be wonderful. Um, and then the feathers, uh, I... Again, that's just so beautiful, and often when I see feathers, I think, um, you know, that it's just spirit trying to show me something. And if it's a specific kind of feather, like when you said one might be owl, you know, to ask yourself again, why might owl be trying to get your attention? Uh, And what associations do you have with owl? Um, Owls just are so incredibly um, loving and devoted. There's a wonderful book um, called Wesley the Owl. If you're interested in owls, I highly recommend this book about this woman who raised an owl from a baby. But like their absolute devotion to their families and um, the love, you know, that they they put out in the world with their with their work as owls. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if any of that resonates, but uh, but I offer that as one possibility. And may I ask you a question, Patricia? Yeah. You said that you've been seeing the feathers for the past uh, several months? About two months now. It's, it's everywhere. They're increasing in volume, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm just curious, did you have a loved one transition around two months ago or around that time? I don't, not that I know okay. of. Yeah, I'm just curious. Sometimes one of the ways that I have found that um, deceased loved ones communicate with me or and I've heard this a lot around, you know, guides and whatnot, um, that feathers are a very, very common way for them to communicate with us. And so, yeah, I was just curious. But I think everything Sarah said sounds. Yeah. And I just say staying curious and staying open to what those messages might be. Um, And coyotes are just these amazing, you know, pack animals so it may be that you know you're being invited to embrace your community (laughs) if you've been feeling good (laughs) yeah if you've been feeling maybe a little separate and a little alone to reach out and connect with others because coyotes that's one of the ways they thrive is by with their togetherness and belonging to each other okay yeah my thought on the feathers was fly away Mm. that maybe i needed to not be where i am to to move. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, I would trust that and play with that, you know, with whatever feels good. Okay. If you can play with that in small ways, like fly away for the weekend and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, you know, that, that Sarah talks about in her book, Patricia, is for the animal that does show up, really studying about the animal, like what is their gestation period? What are their, like she said, their behaviors, their pack animals? So really looking and seeing if you find some synchronicities. Because, Sarah, do you mind sharing the story about raccoon and how that showed up for you? And the Yes. Yeah. Um, when I was on my sabbatical and really feeling stressed about, oh, no, now I have to go back to work in January. What am I going to do? And that fall, 
um, we had a, a family of raccoons, a mother and like three babies cross across the road in front of us, which felt extremely unusual. I'd never seen, it was, it was so beautiful seeing them. And so I went home and I was thinking about raccoon, you know, and they have that mask on their eyes. And so I was thinking about, okay, am I, I'm wearing a mask right now, pretending to be something I'm not perhaps. <laughs> and, um, and then realized that their gestation period was a particular set of weeks. And I can't remember right now 20. exactly 20 weeks. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I looked at my calendar and 20 weeks from that night was the day I was supposed to go back to work. And I realized that night, like, I'm not supposed to go back. I'm supposed to drop my mask and let this go for an hour or go back part, you know, like casually at work and not go back on a regular basis. So. so maybe you'll find out some cool things about coyotes that will resonate for your situation, Patricia. Thank, thank you. you. I'll, I'll look into it more. <laughs> thank you for calling. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and so for anybody else out there, if you want to share um, an animal or beastie story and uh, or you're wanting a little help, maybe finding some interpretation around it or guidance, um, the number is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569. Um, so let's see, where to go from here, Sarah? Um, because I feel like your journey, you encountered, I'd, I'd actually, I'd like to hear about Alice, if that's okay, because For she sure. figures in, she is like a, a constant throughout your work that I've yes. read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I was on my sabbatical for medicine, and I began to realize that the animals had messages for us. I made a connection with a mother bear uh, through taking a journey, which we talked last night at the at the talk about. You know, a shamanic journey is essentially just a method for altering your consciousness, uh, which altering your consciousness, it sounded a little scary or intimidating. <laughs> I know it did to me. But really, when you have this particular drum beat, which is sort of a boom, 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 like that, it it causes us to go into this theta brainwave state. If you study people with EEGs um, and when we go into this theta brainwave state, that's the place where we can connect with these alternate or these other uh, these spirit filled realities and we can encounter a spirit that can help us. So. I met a mother bear and she was very encouraging. And just as I was about to go back to work or needing to go back to work, Alice, this elephant, showed up on a shamanic journey. And she is very salty and very (laughs) irrepressible and very funny. And I would ask her things like, Alice, like, you know, I want to write a book, but I'm so scared to like be who I am or to swear. That was one big thing. Like, I really wanted to like swear, which seemed very unspiritual of me in this book. And we can't do that on this show. And particular we will not show. be doing Sorry. that on this show. <laughs> it's not a podcast, nope. unfortunately, we live radio. We will not be swearing. <laughs> but um, I remember one of the times when I asked her, Alice, what should I do? You know, how can I, how can I know that this, you know, this writing isn't going to be offensive to other people? And I remember on this journey... She took me um, kind of by the hand, if that makes sense, using her trunk. And then we jumped into this black void and started free falling. And I was like, Alice, what are we doing? This is crazy. And then she was as she was free falling through space, she was just like, you need to learn to enjoy this free falling into the unknown. Like this is, you know, that's the trick to enjoy that that Mm -hmm. place. And so she gave me a lot of lessons about, you know, encouraging me just to be myself and um to not to sort of foster this reckless disregard for what other people think of me. And I think that's what we all need, this massive courage when we're trying to f- move from it, a life that feels very inauthentic to us into one that feels very authentic. And sometimes, like in my story, you know, we had to let go of the big fancy car, the big fancy house, all these things that we that I thought somehow were going to make me feel more legitimate or 
I mean, I think we all get sold that that bag of goods of being the American dream. Um, and of course, we all do need, you know, homes and, and cars and, and we need things. But um, she really encouraged me to sort of let go of all those rules and um, go after what what felt right to me or what felt good to me. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I heard you say last night that I loved so much is that the beasties are important because they lend us their power. They lend us their compassion. They lend us all the, their connection to the greater what is um, in a way that sometimes as humans we get a little disconnected from. And it sounds like Alice was that for you. Yes. And yeah. like when, you know, if you went to a shaman in an indigenous village, um, one of the things they might prescribe or the way they might heal you if you were feeling depressed or low energy or just feeling down and hopeless is they might go and retrieve uh, an animal spirit from the spirit world and bring that to you, restore, you know, fill your, uh, connect it to you and blow it back into your spirit. Mm. And the reason that is, is because the spirit animals, what they do is they, they fill us with the power uh, of, of the universe, the, yeah. the love and compassion of the universe so that we can do what we came here to do. And this isn't a passive process, by the way. Once you've connected with a, a core beastie or a, a spirit animal of your own, it also there's this relationship that you have. There's reciprocity involved. So maybe you're listening and you already know, gosh, I feel like my, my spirit animal is a deer. I know they're really special to me. When I see them, it just lights me up. Um, and to strengthen that connection, it's really good just to start to honor them in different ways, to find a way to open up that communication, like a friendship. You know, how could you honor dear? How could you listen to their messages? How could you help them? Yes. And then they help you in return. And it's this beautiful, cyclical nature, just like like a friendship or any wonderful relationship. Yes, yes. Okay, so I see we have a caller. Vinny, should we take the caller now or after? The, okay, we'll take. Okay, so we have Bettina in Seattle. Welcome to the show. Has a question about a wolf in Utah. Yes, hi. Good morning, ladies. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking my call. I was at a retreat in Utah. This was a few years ago, and I was working with a, a shaman. I did this beautiful meditation about the world, and then I opened my eyes, and I jumped because I saw a wolf. The wolf is not real, but I, like, I saw it as it was real. It was curled up in a ball, and she, I felt like it was, she was just staring at me. And I would love to know what your interpretation is of wolf. Mm. Well, first of all, I think that's beautiful, and it just shows that you have this natural proclivity to connect with the, the spirit animals. So I think that's really powerful and beautiful. And the fact that it was a female, I think, is really fascinating. Um, so maybe part of her message for you is, you know, this empowerment of the, the feminine in you, um, waking up those those nurturing qualities. I think another thing about our culture is that, you know, the, the divine feminine has been, you know, um, not respected, not not celebrated in the way that it needs to be. And we're kind of in the process of restoring balance to that. So there may be something there about celebrating your fem feminine qualities um and the other thing well just just thinking about wolves and how marvelous they are i mean one thing wolves uh are well they're they're incredibly indulgent with their their pups and their we might say their creative projects so if you're creative or an artist you know to be really tender and gentle with your creations um and if you're a, a mom or a grandma or an auntie that you know you're just 
to celebrate that tenderness that you can you can offer. Um, and then what's the other thing? I guess I'll share that wolves do one thing that they do is they are not sprinters. They're marathoners. So they tend to follow the same trails every day, trotting at about five miles per hour. They can do it for days. I mean, wolves can go on and on and on. So there's a strength in kind of picking a pace, a moderate pace, not a fast pace, not a super slow pace either, and having some kind of routine. And that might be really supportive to you right now. Those are a few ideas, Bettina. Those are great. Thank you, really. That that helps because I have, like, I read up on them and the things that I found did not resonate with me mm-hmm. um, for some reason. And usually when I read about animals, it's set on, you know, like I have Ted Andrews. I think it's Ted Andrews' book. Wow. Um, so thank, thank you. I appreciate that. You are so yeah. welcome. And I hope you just keep opening up to these beautiful spirits because it yeah it sounds like you've got a natural talent for this work yeah and if i could just jump in sarah i have a question on bettina's behalf if you don't mind (laughs) no problem yeah so would you because this a wolf just basically found her in this vision would you suggest potentially going back in in a journey situation and maybe asking a name perhaps this is her alice great idea So, Bettina, if you're interested and want to deepen this connection on my website, Follow Your Feel Good, you can go there and subscribe and it'll send you a a link where you can click on this shamanic meditation where basically I drum for you and walk you into this connection with uh, a beastie. And you could set your intention that you're going to meet up with this she-wolf and have a direct conversation. That is, Thank you so much, Sunny. That's a beautiful idea. Because really, ideally, we get these messages directly from the horse's, the wolf's mouth. You know, um, my book is to inspire people who, you know, want to connect and we need a little insight. Sometimes when things are really close to us, it's hard for us, you know, so it's lovely to get inspiration from elsewhere. But I think in your case, Bettina, that would be a wonderful next step if it speaks to you. Yeah, it does. Thank you, Sunny. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Absolutely. Thanks so much for calling in, Bettina. I can't wait to hear. You'll have to call back and update us on what happens with your she-wolf. <laughs> I will. Thank you both. Okay, take care. Yeah, um, and for those of you out there listening, the website that Sarah mentioned is Follow Your Feel Good. And as she mentioned, she does have, um, when you subscribe there, you will get a drumming recording. This is Sarah using the drums. And as she mentioned, it will take you into that theta brainwave state, which is a really great way to access these places. So if you have an animal that you want to connect with further or just you can just do an open invitation. Hey, what have you got for me, if universe? If you don't know who your core beastie is or who your spirit animal is, this can be a really, that's how I discovered mine the first time was through a meditation, you know, a meditation like this. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So we're at the point for our break. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give out our uh, call-in number if anybody else wants to call in. Um, don't forget that during the second half of the show, I will be announcing the book giveaway. We're not doing it just yet. But the number, if you want to go ahead and take it down or if you have a question about Beasties, is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569. And when we come back from the break, I want we've, we've mentioned core Beasties several times. So I want to um, tell listeners or, or have you tell listeners about the distinction between core Beasties and guest Beasties. So that's where we will pick up. Um, I am joined today by Sarah Bamford Seidelman. Um, She has a fabulous new book out with Sounds True called The Book of Beasties, Your A to Z Guide to the Illuminating Wisdom of Spirit Animals, um, available now. And um, let's see, what else did I miss? Uh, Yeah, you're listening to KKNW. I'm Sunny Joy. You're listening to Sunny in Seattle. We'll be back in just a few.
Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. If you think making false threats is a joke, think again. Any communication threatening students, teachers, and staff at schools or public places is a federal crime that could lock people behind prison doors for up to five years. I'm FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch, making you aware that hoax threats have real consequences. We don't want to see a young person begin their adult lives with a felony record. Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Visit FBI.gov. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. After countless tries to find healing for a devastating low back pain, Dr. Andy Marone met with his mentor and discovered a balance and clarity he never thought possible. He left his job as a software engineer and began a lifelong journey of learning the power of quality chiropractic care and enzyme nutrition and never looked back. He believes in not just treating pain, but removing roadblocks and paving the way to a happy and healthy life. Join Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner Mondays from 9 to 10 a.m. On Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. (laughs) Welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, joined today by Sarah Bamford-Seidelman discussing her newest book, The Book of Beasties, Your A to Z Guide to the Illuminating Wisdom of Spirit Animals. What was that, Benny? That music? Sorry. Sorry, you just took your headphones off. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Uh, that was Shakira, She-Wolf. Oh, cu- oh, oh, perfect. Awesome. I was like, I know I, I let out with the two. I was like, you guys are bebopping too. You're like, <laughs> yes. all right. Benny's always on point with his music for whatever the theme is of whatever Fairly we're talking about. Fairly on point. Yeah, okay, I'll give okay. myself like 97%. <laughs> okay, like I'd maybe say that's 96. pretty good, Benny. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> so it's funny. We were talking about on the break before we jump into the distinction between core beasties and guest beasties. I just think it's important to mention because I notice this a lot that, you know, I'd say this is my own opinion. So, Sarah, this is only my two cents. And then Sarah's going to kind of tell what she thinks about this. But that we're in a time of awakening. Um, Our consciousness is shifting. And it's it's the time when we it's not just a handful of intuitives or psychics out there that can give you the information for your life. This is the time when we are all empowering ourselves and coming into these gifts that I believe all humans have. And some of us come in a little more tuned in, I think, than others naturally. Some of us, it's more like a muscle that you need to work. But the thing is, we're all intuitive. And so for that reason, it's it's a fun time that we're in where I feel like we're being weaned off of other people telling us what it is we need to do and learning how to do these things ourselves. And that's one of the things I love about your book, Sarah, is that it is a beautiful entry point for those who have no experience with beasties to give them if you really need, like, I just don't know what to make of this. But as we were talking about on the break, there's this kind of handing it back to the person. What does it mean to them? So, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean that's why the, the I really want to empower people to learn how to to get these messages for themselves, you know. And so when we have a caller mm-hmm. and they say, well, you know, what is the coyote saying to me? You know, the most powerful answer to that question is going to come from you, and it might not come from you today. Yes. It might take three months. It might take a year. But if you stay curious and stay open and keep asking, please, universe, tell me, you know, what what was that coyote trying to say to me? When you get that, when you receive that information, (laughs) you know, that will be a truth that is worth waiting for. And it's also not to say that you couldn't go and look and read in the book about coyote and see, you know, what resonates for you. Because I know for myself, even though I can go directly to the spirits and I can um, get information for myself, sometimes I get really stuck in certain areas and I love to turn to, in fact, I've been turning to this book because, you know, I wrote it six months ago, a year ago. So it's still a lot of these things are fresh and it's been fun for me to look up as these beasties come into my life, going back and seeing what did I write? What did the beasties share, you know, six months ago, a year ago with me? Because it's sort of like rediscovering a truth. Yes, absolutely. And the book is incredibly empowering. And as Sarah mentioned at the top of the show, um, that, you know, the first part of the book is devoted to how to um, to get in touch with the beasties, how to communicate with them, how to honor them. And then, of course, the second part of the book is this encyclopedia of all the different beasties and all the different levels of how it can apply to you, your chakras and love and work and all of that. Um, so, so we've mentioned it several times. Core beasties versus guest beasties. What do people need to be aware of? So a guest beastie is sort of a beastie that comes to you for an hour, a few days, a few weeks, maybe six months. Um, Let's just say, you know, you keep seeing swans. They're everywhere. And you don't really have any particular connection to swans. It's not like you've ever been obsessed with swans your whole life, but they just seem to be showing up. That would be what I would consider to be a guest beastie. So maybe it's here to help you with a particular issue that's going on with your kid, with your work, with your creative life with your health, something, you know, that's going on. Whereas a core beastie, again, is this beastie that's um, been with you for a lifetime, maybe consciously or unconscious, you know, maybe you're not completely aware of it, or maybe you are. And if you're curious and wanting to discover your core beastie, which is a very good thing to be curious about, I think, Mm -hmm. because it can really shift your whole life, um, is just to ask yourself, uh, you know, when you were a young kid, was there a particular animal? You know, did you have were your walls plastered of your bedroom with wild horses? Or, you know, did you have a special stuffed animal that was a whale that you just, you know, wouldn't let anybody get out of your clutches? Um, or was there a particular animal that you had an incredible encounter with that you'll never forget? Like the caller earlier talked about that coyote and how special that encounter felt. Uh, maybe you've had recurring dreams about a particular beastie that keeps coming to you, even if that dream is scary. Um, in shamanic cultures, you know, an animal that comes in your dreams to sort of tear you apart or attack you, ironically, may be your spirit animal, your core beastie trying to get your attention, which sounds kind of like, well, why would they do that if they're loving and compassionate? But <laughs> sometimes we're so um, we're so caught up in our egos or in our we're so distracted by life and that's they have to do something pretty shocking sometimes to get our attention yes um so those are some of the things or you can also just be sort of an and pretend to be an anthropologist digging around your house and be like okay now if i was an anthropologist and i'm looking around this house what might this person's spirit animal you know be and sometimes it's like you you don't realize it but you've got like crocodile curtains and a <laughs> you know, a crocodile shower curtain. And I mean, there are carvings of crocodiles everywhere. And it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, 
<laughs> it's been there in plain sight like all along. Um, we once had a caller on a podcast we did for a few years on animal spirits, and he was like, "I'm so I do not know what my spirit animal is. I want to know who my core beast is." And we were like, "Well, look around your house." And all of a sudden, he started laughing, and we were like, what is it? And he goes, you're not going to believe this. We're like, what is it? He's like, over my fireplace is this giant painting of a wolf. And he goes, as soon as I saw it, I knew, I knew. And we were just like, yep, that's kind of how it is. Like, it'll sort of land on you like a soft feather, and you'll just have a knowing that's who it is. And then sort of the next steps are, again, you could go on a shamanic journey. I strongly encourage that. It's a wonderful way to connect. Or if you're feeling completely confused like I was and just don't know who your spirit animal, your core beastie is, I highly recommend that. And you can go to the website for that. And then you can begin. It's again, it's this it's this collaborative relationship. So you're 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 basically listening to their wisdom and you are, you know, just like you would with a friend. And then you're also going to feed this relationship. So by celebrating them, by honoring them, maybe it's making a donation to protect their habitat. Maybe it's leaving out, um, like maybe you're working with bear. You want to leave a little dish of honey out in your backyard as a gratitude. Thank you, bear, for the messages you've shown me. Thank you for coming in my dreams and showing me which way to go when I don't know what's going on. Thank you for guiding me. Um, you know, anything from the heart, whatever you feel inspired, that is the best way to honor them, um, painting them, writing about them, creating poetry, anything like that. You know, any way you can find to celebrate that medicine that they've shared with you. Yes. Awesome. And I do think of it as medicine. I mean, I'm a physician and there is that other kind of medicine that I think yeah. we all think about when we talk about medicine. And we definitely need that. But we also need this this more oh, heck yeah. this soulful medicine that the, that the beasties have to offer us. Yes. OK, so I'm going to check in with Benny and see if now is a good time to do a book giveaway. Yes. OK, awesome. Let's do our book giveaway. You guys, you will refer back to this book for many, many years or it would make a perfect gift as well. It has a beautiful cover um, and I actually would love to have Sarah say a little bit more about that. It is um, her animal drawings are just they're not Sarah didn't do them, but no. they're, yes, <laughs> they're really delightful. So um, the number to get that copy of Sarah's book is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298. 298-5569 and the book is The Book of Beasties, your A to Z guide to the illuminating wisdom of spirit animals. Um, it will look be- beautiful on a coffee table. Um, and Sarah, do you mind just speaking to that quickly? Because I loved your, it's just such a good testament how you came to have all these animal sketches mm. um, and <laughs> the journey for yes. what you didn't really know where they were going. and. <laughs> Right. When I was all confused in in medicine and feeling really disconnected, one of the things I discovered is this old timey crafting thing called decoupage (laughs) where you, you know, glue pictures of things onto glass or objects. And it was obsessed with it. And it wasn't just decoupage. It was decoupage with animals. And it started out as domestic animals, but then quickly moved into things like octopuses and elephants and butterflies. And I was like, it was so much fun, but it was also very confusing. I'm like, what am I doing down here in the basement <laughs> gluing these things? And I'd be like, why? And I tried to sell a few of them, and it was utterly baffling. Um, but years later, a few years later, I realized that was really the beginning of the animals trying to show me the way, you know, yeah. show me the way to where I needed to be. And so often I just tell people, when you're on the hero's journey and you've said yes to finding your way home again, <laughs> 
it will not always be clear. It'll be kind of confusing. But in the end, it will all make sense backwards, you know, like everything in life. You know, the most horrible things turn out to have the most beautiful and tender gifts for us, you know. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things that you touched on last night that I could not agree with more. And there's a quote from Steve Jobs that I'm just going to read because as you look back and those, you know, uh, the time that you spent decoupaging and trying to sell trays with animals other or whatever, oh like it didn't make a lot of sense at the time, but now it makes perfect sense. And so this quote that I just love, it says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, this approach has never let me down, and it has made all the difference in my life. And that was, of course, Steve Jobs. Like his obsession with calligraphy. I mean, yeah. I'm sure at the time he was like, what the heck? This feels so useless. <laughs> like, it's beautiful, but what am I doing? But that's what made Apple become a beautiful project because he was so obsessed with how the beauty of how words can look visually. Yes, absolutely. Oh. So trusting that divine tapestry to come together in the way that it is meant to. Um, so I have to ask, so we've, what if someone has an encounter with an animal, um, and I'm thinking particularly of your black mamba story, but let's say they have a, an animal in a dream or they feel like their core beastie may be something that's um, to some people icky. I love spiders and snakes, but not mm-hmm. everybody does. Yeah. So, yeah, what if they get one like a shark or something terribly aggressive? Or Right. What if you keep seeing something you don't like? like cockroaches or, you know, there's all these beasties that in our culture we have decided or been told the story by Disney or by somebody else that (laughs) these are not good beasties, that somehow there are bad beasties or scary beasties. And I would just invite you to, when you're ready, you might not be ready right now to look at this, but when you're ready to just learn a little bit more about whatever creature it is that's sort of upsetting you, especially if it's disgusting you, if it makes you angry or it scares you because when you learn a little bit more about them you begin to understand why they do what they do you know the animals I was just uh, there's this beautiful shaman that I spent some time with a few weekends ago who's from Colombia and he said you know the animals are innocent Mm. what they their actions may seem cruel you know they like a leopard has to kill the rabbit to feed its family but they do that for survival but they are at their core innocent you know And humans, we have a choice. You know, we can choose to be cruel or not cruel. Um, So just to learn a little bit more. And, and, you know, I had this I had this black mamba show up kind of during my transition as I was on that sabbatical and feeling really scared about money, about a lot of things, you know. And I did not want to deal with that. But so I let it ride for a few months. But I knew it was something I needed to face. And when I did eventually investigate this black mamba, she had a really strong message for me, and it was uncomfortable. It was not pleasant. It was, Sarah, it's time to get up off the couch and dance and start taking some risks because you're not going to get this new vocation by lying there and, like, praying for it to come. <laughs> you're going to have to step out and do some things. You're going to have to set up a retreat, and maybe nobody's going to sign up. You're going to have to offer your life coaching and see if anybody cares or anybody wants to do it. You're going to have to write a, a chapter of a book and see if it's possible. And so sometimes these messages are difficult from these beasties that we are afraid of, but they are worth checking out when you're ready. They'll wait for you. (laughs) Absolutely. And um, I want to say congratulations to our lucky book winner, Anna. Um, So I won't say anything more than that, but Anna, you've got a beautiful book headed your way. She's calling in from Kirkland. 
Oh, yes. I didn't know. Anna Anna Kirkland. Kirkland. Okay, yeah. we're allowed to say that. That's about as far as we're going to take it. Anna from Kirkland. <laughs> You've got a book of beasties headed your way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I actually, I want to, we've got not too long left. I want to make sure we cover the event that you're going to be doing tomorrow at East West. So I'll give the, the, the logistics and then maybe you can tell a little bit about what people can expect if they come uh, to this workshop. So the workshop is called Finding Your Feel Good on the Hero's Journey. Um, Sarah knows a thing or two about the hero's journey and making big life transitions and career changes and following your feel good. Um, it will be at East West Bookshop right here in Seattle. It is tomorrow, Saturday, August 18th from 2 to 4. What can folks expect, Sarah? So really, this is for you if you are wanting to create something new in your life or maybe you've already said yes to your hero's journey and you're you have a big dream that you're trying to uh, bring to fruition, bring into manifestation. This is a time we're going to all connect, you know, heart to heart, and we are going to uncover those dreams. We're going to share our dreams and what's holding us back, and we're going to find a way to step forward, and we're going to be all each uncovering a sacred story, and we're going to be doing a, a shamanic practice called a despacho and sharing, um, giving sort of a care package to the universe and putting our, our prayers and our love into that, um, so that we can step forward on this on this journey with with whatever it is we're wanting to create. Awesome. So I'm really excited. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can um, uh, uh, I think it's eastwestbookshop.com if you want to go ahead and register online or you are welcome to just show up and join her tomorrow. I yes. Think there's still space. Obviously. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> We've been talking about it. I'm like, yes, people can still join you. Um, so um, I wanted to also ask Sarah, this is switching gears just a little bit, but one of the things um, I have admired your work for a long time and um, have been aware of you since I began my journey as a coach. And one of the things that I love and I think might be very inspiring for our listeners is your journey with publishing. Because as you know, this book of beasties has been put out through Sounds True, which is an amazing spiritual publishing house that is does so many beautiful media um, and books and multimedia products. And but you didn't just immediately land that deal no so can you share what for people out there who desire this you really you put a lot of work into this yeah you know I just when you get that strong desire I want to write a book just follow it you know mm -hmm. so do whatever you can to get the book started and then basically I, here's my thing is that nobody does this alone mm -hmm. I, I had no idea how to write a book or how to create or publish or anything and so I just followed, you know, I, I told people that I wanted to write a book. I started to listen to what people were saying. I eventually identified a person who could help me edit the book. Mm -hmm. um, her name was Grace Karina. And I contacted her and I said, I have this idea for this book. What do you think? And she was very gentle and very kind. And she said, yeah, I think you could, you could do that. And so I was like, okay. So I, I um, ended up working with her and paying her to help me to construct the book. And what year was this? Um, this would have been in 2011, okay. 2010, actually, was probably when mm -hmm. we first started talking. And um, from there, at the end of writing that first book, she said, well, what's the next book going to be about? <laughs> and I was like, I was so excited that she thought I had another book in me. I was like, really? And that's really... And so um, my first two books were self-published. I completely financed them by, um, you know, working. And then all the money I was making from coaching, I would pay that money back out to an editor to help me. 
you know, maybe you've got a friend who's a writer and you can do trade or an editor. Um, my mother has helped me a lot with reading and editing and copy editing and things like that. But eventually, a couple of years ago, I got I had the dream. Now I want to get an agent. I'd like to yeah. try traditional publishing just because I feel like that would be a neat next step and um, put it out to the universe. We got a lot of rejections, but we got one one agent that said yes. And she is the person who helped me to bring um, two to get two book deals in one year to help. Um, yes. Just keep going, but know that you're not going to do this alone. This is not, you know, you'll need help. Um, you may need to invest in yourself. I think that was the hardest thing for me. Like, how is this right to spend, you know, $400 a month or whatever I was spending to, to pay this editor to look at these chapters as I'm writing them? It felt a little like selfish or it felt mm-hmm. like a wrong way. But then I kept thinking, no, I want to write this book. So yeah. be willing to kind of invest in yourself. And, and it can take a lot of courage, too, just to take the time to do it because it can feel like a vanity project or it can feel like, who are you to think you can write a book, you know, and, yeah. and you should be doing something else more productive, like laundry or mowing the lawn or something. But <laughs> no. that's going to help the world. I know <laughs> we do need our laundry done, people, but you, we need these books. We do. Yes. We need your book. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, if you think, oh, I want to wait for the big advance from the big publishing house, I mean. Some advances are not that big. And really, whether you pay on the front end or you're going to be paying no matter how. (laughs) The publishing company is not just going to gift you $10,000. It's going to come out of your book sales on the back end. So why not invest in yourself on the front end instead? And then maybe you will retain more when it comes time to sell the book. So Yeah. (laughs) And it's, I mean, everybody's journey is different. But my journey, I mean... If you looked at my accounting of book writing and time put into it and money put into it, I think I'm probably still in the red. I mean, <laughs> honestly, but the riches that I have gotten out of this experience are cannot be counted. Yeah, I mean, that's what what red zone are we talking about? Because what <laughs> yeah. you, what this book, what your books have done for the people that showed up last night and said your book meant so much to me, it helped me. This this book is so needed. That is priceless. And you got it out into the world. And then, of course, sounds true, pick things up along the way. And I've heard many authors, um, you know, Tosha Silver did the same thing. She walked her book around all the bookstores, passed it out by hand, and then finally got picked up. uh, I don't I can't remember Simon and Schuster or something. And same thing. Louise Hay, same thing. I mean, her story inspired me so much. These amazing women who, yeah, were told no or no, it's not, yeah. we're not interested, and they just persevered. That's yes. the key. I yes. am willing to keep going. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so on that note, we've got like, oh, one or two minutes left. Okay, so we have been joined today by Sarah Bamford Seidelman. Um, her website is Follow Your Feel Good. That's Follow Your Feel Good. Don't forget to hop over there and get that drumming recording so that you can do your own journey and either um, get more in touch with the Beastie, core Beastie that you know, or invite some new Beasties to come in. Um, let's see, the event tomorrow at East West Bookshop is Following Your Feel Good on the Hero's Journey. Mm-hmm, two to four o'clock. Yes. And um, let's see, the book is called The Book of Beasties, Your A to Z Guide to the Illuminating Wisdom of Spirit Animals. Um, Sarah, final 30 seconds. Do you have any message you want to leave our listeners with as we head out into the weekend? Mm, I just send everybody blessings. You know that each of one of you will have the courage to do what it is you came here to do uh, and to encourage others, the who you love and care about, to do the same. Yes. As we expand in abundance, success, and love, we inspire those around us to do the same. 
Don't forget to join us next week. I'll be interviewing Mike Robbins, Hay House author, um, on bringing your whole self to work, how vulnerability Mm -hmm. unlocks creativity, connection, and performance. Can't wait to talk to him. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, signing off for Sunny in Seattle. Have a great weekend, everyone.